Welcome back to the Psychology Digest. As part of an enlightening podcast network, we're here to ignite your curiosity and inspire continuous learning. Join us as we explore the vast universe of psychology, unveiling a new hand-picked, bite-sized gem of journalism in each episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed available on iPhone and Android. In today's episode of the Psychology Digest podcast, we will be sharing an article by Bernhard Kutzler titled, The Seven-Step Method to Become What You Truly Are. This is the essence of my 10 years on this path. In this article, Kutzler shares his personal journey toward self-discovery and outlines a seven-step method that can help anyone become their true self. Whether you're feeling lost or simply looking to deepen your understanding of yourself, this episode is for you. Let's dive in. The seven-step method to become what you truly are. This is the essence of my 10 years on this path. Written and read by Bernhard Kutzler. The simple formula for becoming what you truly are is remove what you are not. What remains is what you are. But simple doesn't mean easy. Finding out what you are not is challenging, and so is removing it. You are controlled by countless programs that you learned when you grew up. These programs imprison you mentally. They are what you must remove to become what you truly are. To do this, you must find them and become their master. I started doing that in 2011. Follow along as I share what I've been doing, summarized as a method. Becoming what you truly are requires the following ingredients. Curiosity, seriousness, courage, dedication, perseverance, patience, focus, humbleness, discipline, and egoism. Egoism can be dangerous when combined with the exercise of power. This combination results from the concept of freedom that equates freedom with power, as I explain in my blogcast, What is Freedom? But in its constructive form, egoism is the foundation of this path. The first three steps of the seven-step method prepare you and get you in the mood for a mental voyage that will transform your life, provided you apply the above ingredients. Therefore, as obvious as these steps may seem, you must do them thoughtfully and with sobriety and dedication. Step 1. Acknowledge that about 99% of your behavior and thoughts come from your programs. Before you can leave your prison, you must accept that you are in a prison. Do you doubt it is 99%? 95% of what we do is habit. Aristotle. Habits are programs. So according to the Greek philosopher Aristotle, people were 95% on autopilot already 2,300 years ago. Today, modern media such as television, internet, computer games, cell phones, newspapers and books program us almost permanently. That's why we are much more on autopilot than the ancient Greeks. Step 2. Decide that you want to know what you are without your programs. With this step, you choose to leave your prison. 
Not much can be achieved with an attitude like, I'll try it and see what happens. Ask yourself, do I really want to know what I am? No ifs, no buts? If your answer is yes, the following steps will get you there. Step 3. Acknowledge that you must free yourself from being controlled by your programs. You do this by becoming their master. With this step, you accept the process, the means of transportation for your voyage. From now on, I call this project becoming free, meaning free from your programs. Step 4. Take ample time for this project. Time for becoming free is time alone during which you work mentally with and on yourself. This mental work is called self-exploration. I'll explain in a minute how to do it. How much time would you invest in a project such as learning tennis? You would probably invest several hours a week and occasionally attend tennis camps. A camp is days or weeks that you devote only to your project. Do the same for becoming free. Set aside several hours each week and occasionally host your own Becoming Free camp. A Becoming Free camp should last at least a week, preferably several weeks. If possible, spend this time away from your usual environment. Refrain from social contact and media consumption. Conduct self-exploration. Spend time in nature. Nature is free of human programs and, therefore, supports you in freeing yourself from these programs. Self-exploration is intensive mental work in which you dig for your truth. In the first phase, you work with exercises like the ones I suggest at the end of this broadcast. These exercises introduce you to how to explore yourself. They also prepare you for the second phase. In the second phase, you need to find the exercises for exploring yourself. Think of your programs as corpses weighted down with rocks and sunk in a lake. When a program is ripe for you to master, it surfaces. Steps 1, 2 and 3 and the suggested exercises shake the sunken corpses. This prepares them for surfacing. A surfacing may show as thoughts, feelings, actions, pain, diseases, accidents, encounters, incidents you observe, headlines that catch your eye, words or phrases you pick up on, and so on. Observe your thoughts, feelings, actions, and your surroundings. A surfacing corpse is indicated by a single strong signal or several temporally adjacent weak signals. If you notice something out of the ordinary or a pattern, research what programs this points to. For example, when you observe an argument between two people, Ask yourself if you have an argument with someone or if there is an argument going on inside you. If you notice a sudden blur in your field of vision or a gradual deterioration of your vision, ask yourself what you don't want to see. If you fall down because your foot got stuck, ask yourself where you got stuck in life. If you suffer from inflammations, ask yourself what makes you angry, that is, fiery, and why. Record in a journal what comes to mind. Look for patterns in what you find. This is a meditation in the genuine sense of the word. The word meditate comes from Latin meditari, which means to measure mentally. Imagine a tailor who measures a person before making a garment. 
meditation is research. This understanding of meditation differs from what most people understand meditation to be. Usually people try to ignore their thoughts when they meditate, or they recite the mantra, hoping that the stream of thoughts will stop and they can enjoy thoughtlessness. This is a good relaxation exercise and has other benefits as well, but your thoughts are expressions of your inner voice. Thought loops are outcries of your inner voice. If you want to free yourself from your programs, you must not ignore your inner voice. You must listen to it. You must learn to understand what it is saying. Some people say, you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts have nothing to do with you. But the opposite is true. Your thoughts have everything to do with you, namely with what you are today. And that is what you must embrace. You must accept your programs as being a part of you right now. Only then can you free yourself from being controlled by them. Over 99% of your thoughts come from these programs. Therefore, you can recognize many of them through your thoughts. By recognizing a program, analyzing it and then observing it, you can learn to master it. In addition to your thoughts, your body is your most important guide for becoming free. It speaks to you. It guides you. You can find examples of how my body guided me in my blogcast, why I isolated myself socially for three and a half years and what came out of it, and in my book Being Free, Get Out of the Box. The entire universe is giving you signals. The reason for this lies in the nature of our existence, which I outline in my blogcast Thoughts Are Not Products of the Brain and describe in detail in my book Consciousness, its nature, purpose, and how to use it. In fact, your body and the entire universe not only help you free yourself from your programs, they also show you how to live a life in which you fulfill your purpose. Step 5. Once you have identified a program, observe yourself as thoroughly as possible and pay attention to when that program strikes, that is, produces a behavior or thought. Initially, you will probably notice it only after the behavior or thought has occurred. As you continue to observe, you will recognize the program earlier and earlier until you recognize it before it strikes. At that point, you can stop it. And it is important that you do. You stop it by willfully behaving or thinking differently. This will often not be easy, but it is the key to freeing yourself from the program. The formula is, every time you behave according to a program, you reinforce it. Every time you behave differently, you weaken it. Step 6. Extend the time for self-exploration, integrating it into your daily life. Be as thoroughly aware as possible of your thoughts, feelings and behaviors in order to stop performing programs that you already identified and analyzed and find other programs. Be aware that everyone around you is on autopilot. Be aware that your environment, which includes all people, is constantly programming you. Be humble. If you walk this path, you are not better than others. You are different. Embrace your otherness. The more programs you master, the closer you get to your truth, the more challenging social interactions become, and the more enjoyable and powerful alone time is. 
People may ask you what's wrong with you. Some will call you selfish or call you names. Some will be angry because you say no in situations where you used to say yes or vice versa and because you no longer allow others to manipulate and abuse you. Step 7. Are you satisfied with what you have achieved so far? Do you want more? Imagine a cheetah that was born in a zoo. It has the potential to run 75 miles per hour, but it never developed this potential. In the zoo, it doesn't need to run fast because food comes from a keeper. Besides, its prison is too small for it to learn to run that fast. If the cheetah wants to develop its full potential, it must leave the zoo. It must give up being fed. It must give up safety and take risks. You, too, can unfold your full potential only if you free yourself from all your programs. As a metaphor, imagine a human as a grain of sand. The programs generate dependencies, such as learned needs, and are therefore a glue that turns humankind into a huge lump of sand. Imagine that the lump is in the upper part of an hourglass. The lump of sand cannot move downward, that is, go into the future. People can only advance individually. For this, they must free themselves from their dependencies. For this, they must free themselves from their programs. Those who have the courage to walk this path become free humans. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Jim Rohn Your environment is constantly programming you. Every social interaction, media consumption and perception programs you. This keeps you part of the lump of sand. If you want to become a free human, create an environment that supports you. When will you be done? Never. Freeing yourself from thousands upon thousands of years of human programming is a life task. After over 10 years on this path, I have freed myself from many programs and have thus come closer to my truth, and I continue to get closer day by day. I am a work in progress. If you set out on this path, you become a work in progress too. Here are some exercises with which you can start exploring yourself. Exercise 1. Reflect on the importance of the ingredients for your project. Egoism, discipline, curiosity, seriousness, courage, dedication, perseverance, patience, focus and humbleness. Exercise 2. What are you willing to let go in order to free yourself from your programs? What are you willing to do or give? Is there anything you want to keep, no matter what? Think about what it means, wanting to keep something. Exercise 3. Make a list of the roles you have, such as child, mother, partner, teacher, doctor or cab driver. For each role, answer the following questions. How well do you function in that role? What are your responsibilities in that role? What are its advantages and disadvantages? Choose something that happened recently. How did your role influence your behavior in this situation? How would you have behaved if you had a different role? What would your life be like if you no longer had that role? Exercise 4. Make a list of what you own. For each item on the list, think about what would happen if it were taken away from you. What if nothing on the list was in your life anymore? 
You can find more exercises in most of my other blogcasts and in my book, Being Free, Get Out of the Box, The Method with 99 Exercises. Blogcast. If you enjoyed this, you may also like our other podcasts. The Productivity Digest, The Self-Improvement Digest, The Life Digest, and Daily Science News. Stay curious, stay inspired, and thanks for listening.